Hey, I'm Adrienne, and this is part one of episode three on the Living Filled podcast. I had to break this episode into two parts, which was not my original plan, but I ended up just having more content than I thought I would, and I didn't want to make one really long episode, so I decided to go with two shorter ones. I had so much information on this episode because the topic is perfectionism, and that's something that is near and dear to my heart because I've struggled with it for a really long time. So without any more delay, here is part one of episode three. Hey, welcome back to Living Filled. This is episode three on perfectionism, and I hope you're doing great. I am doing really great but I'm just in a busy season right now. Um, This time in my life is really good. It is full of so many gifts from God that I'm enjoying a lot, but all of those things are taking up a lot of my time, and I've just been trying to live in the moment, enjoying every part of my life, and because of that, I haven't been able to record for a while. So I apologize. I'm sorry that it's been so long since I've gotten an episode out. I love doing this, guys. Like This makes me so happy, and it's something that I've wanted to do since high school and something that uh, I really do have a heart for. I enjoy recording. I enjoy talking with you guys. I can't wait to talk in person with so many of you and just talk about these topics in person and sit down and have coffee in person. Um, But as far as recording goes, I've just been away from it for the past month because of all the things I've been doing in life right now. And so I'm sorry that it's been so long. My recording schedule is not perfect right now. In fact, it's not even organized right now. I don't have much of a recording schedule, but I'm hoping in the next couple of months, I'll be able to nail that down. And then eventually I'll be able to have a rhythm where I'm recording hopefully at least once a week. And I'm not sure how often I'm going to release it right now. The episodes I've released have just been kind of random because I'm trying to figure all this out. So thank you all for bearing with me and just kind of figuring this out with me as I go along. I'm so new to this. And so even when it comes to like the audio and um, different different things related to the podcast, it is all so new to me. And so I'm just uh, figuring out as I go along and I'm not going to get everything perfect. But that's actually awesome because this episode is on perfectionism and how perfectionism is so toxic and unrealistic. This podcast episode is not going to be perfect. There will probably be a lot of flaws in it. And I'm not perfect. I am so far from perfect. And you guys are far from perfect. And our lives are just imperfect because we live in an imperfect world. But there can often be such an expectation that is placed on us from outside sources or even from ourselves that tells us we need to be perfect. And so we try to live up to that standard. And the standard of perfectionism is impossible. I've figured that out in the past 20 years. You know, I mean, I had to figure it out. It didn't always come uh, easy to me because I held perfectionism over my head for so long and really did try to reach it. Um, But then I learned that perfectionism is not possible and should never be a goal because we'll never reach that goal. And that's not what uh, we should be asking of ourselves. And that's not what anyone else should be asking of us either. So I'm going to talk about perfectionism today. I'm going to talk about the dangers of perfectionism and adopting that kind of mindset and also the side effects of striving after perfectionism, what it does to your body, what it does to your mind, what it does to your heart and your relationships and the people around you. 
And I really am just going to talk about how perfectionism leads to anxiety and stress and a miserable life. Like I said, it's impossible. Perfectionism is like chasing after this elusive mist. You know how like you go outside on a foggy day and I think it's really pretty when it's misty outside and there's like mist um, just so far ahead and maybe you live in the mountains and so like the mountains are kind of misty and it looks like it would just make a really pretty picture or like the setting of some TV show and it's awesome and it looks really pretty but if you try to catch that mist even though you can see it right there in front of you and sometimes it even blocks your vision if you're driving or you're like walking down the road you can't see very far in front of you because there is something there something's there you can see it it's fog it's mist but if you try to catch it you'll never be able to hold it in your hands if you try to catch fog or mist you will be chasing after it for the rest of your life and you'll never catch it and therefore you'll be miserable If your goal is to catch that fog or that mist and you're chasing after that for the rest of your life, you are going to be miserable. And that's how I see the chase of perfectionism being. That is something that I have battled with most of my life. And I am doing this episode on this topic today because it's close to my heart. It's something that tripped me up for so long and messed up so many of my decisions in life and relationships and mindset, honestly, because so much of what I did and thought about was influenced by this unrealistic chase after perfectionism. And perfectionism really is that elusive miss and I was never able to catch it. And I am recording here before you today saying, I have not caught the mist of perfectionism, but I'm happy because I'm not chasing it anymore. My joy and my fulfillment and my peace and all of the wonderful things that I experience in life now, these things have come because I quit the chase. I gave up on it. I was a quitter. And I know being a quitter is normally talked about in a negative light, but I'm here to tell you when you're doing something toxic and you have bad behavior, you need to be a quitter. You know, if you have an addiction, you need to quit that thing that you're addicted to. And I was addicted to perfectionism. And, uh, during the time that I was addicted to perfectionism, which was probably, um, as early on as I can remember, probably from birth, um, until about last year when I was 19. Um, so for about 19 years, when I was addicted to perfectionism, (laughs) I would never have talked about it so candidly like this. I never would have just sat down with you guys and talked about this just off the top of my head. Like I have a few bullet points here, but I'm just talking with you guys. Like I haven't written this up. And honestly, I don't know where the Lord is going to lead. I don't know where my brain is going to go with this. Um, I do have, yeah, some topics that I want to talk about related to perfectionism, but honestly, I'm just going to recall like what I remember about my chase after perfectionism and some things that I figured out in my own life and just, um, about life in general and mindset and our hearts and um, just our lives in general that help us become free from the chase of perfectionism. Yeah. So when I was addicted to it, I uh, would not have admitted that. And I never would have been able to just talk openly about it right now, which is why I'm happy to be here and happy that I've been able to make so much progress in this area. I care about the topic of perfectionism a lot because I think perfectionism is just so ugly and it holds so many people captive. I know this from personal experience. I've seen it in other people's lives, so I know it from observation, but I also know it from experience and from 
all the years I struggled with this hardcore every single day. And uh, I see people weighed down by it. And I know the far-reaching effects that it has on every part of our lives. And it really does affect your confidence and performance. When you're chasing after this unrealistic, unachievable, impossible idea of perfection, your self-esteem and performance in every area of life is going to go way down because you're never meeting the bar and then you're just going to get more and more discouraged. And so I want to speak to you today about this topic and offer some encouragement and practical advice. If you haven't struggled with perfectionism, I know that you know people who have because it's something that's very common. And honestly, it is very um, culturally accepted. I think that there are so many voices in our culture that are encouraging us to be perfect and be polished. Social media is just one example of this. And this is not an episode on social media, so I'll talk about that at a later time. But I do want to say that social media um, puts everything out there and encourages us to have a highlight reel and also um, encourages us to keep our private lives public, which is very toxic and unhealthy. Because when we are imperfect, which we all are all the time, uh, when we are imperfect and we have really big imperfect moments and they show up on social media, uh, everybody knows about it. And that can just cause even more stress and anxiety in our lives and is caused by the chase of perfectionism and uh, is just is culturally um, supported, I feel like, or maybe not supported, but is fed by culture. I think our culture feeds this expectation of perfectionism by others and by ourselves. And so I want to address that because even if you don't struggle with perfectionism, there are so many people around you that do. And our culture um, often asks us to be perfect and we need to fight that status quo. So as we talk about this topic, I want to dive into the roots because anxiety, depression, and panic are often rooted in perfectionism. And so if they're rooted in perfectionism, we want to get rid of those things, but we want to find out what perfectionism is rooted in. Because if we can get rid of the behaviors in our lives and the thought patterns in our lives that cause perfectionism, then a lot of that anxiety, depression, and panic that are related to us being perfect and feeling like we never measure up to that, a lot of those issues are going to go away. So let's dig up these roots. Let's not just mow the grass or like cut off the tops of these plants that are our, our so-called struggles of, of fear and anxiety and depression and panic. Let's get to the roots and let's pull these up by the roots so that they don't grow back in our lives and so that we're able to understand where they came from and how we can get rid of them permanently. Um there's a lot of fear that's rooted in perfectionism because we feel like we're never going to be able to measure up and we feel like we're going to be exposed as a fraud and people are going to realize, oh, we're not perfect. And there can just be so much um, fear that um, lives in our lives if we have this standard of perfectionism. And so I want us to focus on the three things that I've centered this entire podcast around, learn, heal, and grow. We're going to learn how to pull these roots out and how that can be something we practice for the rest of our lives when we see these things start to grow in our lives again, these toxic patterns, these toxic thoughts, these to toxic behaviors, whether they're 
related to perfectionism or something separate, we want to be able to address those, identify them, and learn how to pull them out from the roots. And then secondly, we want to heal. We want to heal from where those roots were because then the struggles don't have roots. If we're able to heal and tend that soil of our lives, sorry, I'm using a lot of gardening examples because I've gotten a lot into gardening lately and it's awesome. And I think there are so many life um, analogies that we can make to gardening, but uh, this really is in my head and I think it's so practical because um, yeah, if our struggles don't have roots and we're tending that soil, so to speak, the soil, the soil of our hearts and our souls and our minds, retaining that soil and we're growing good things in it. So think about us like taking out weeds and thorns and things that don't need to be growing there, diseased plants and like horrible things. Those are the bad thoughts and those are the toxic traits in our lives. We're pulling those out and that's why we're getting to the root of them. That's why we're actually like taking them out of the ground instead of just chopping off the head. We take those things out and we plant good things in their place, which are healthy thought patterns and um, really good behaviors and things that are life-giving to us, like being real and relatable and practical instead of perfect. If we embrace being imperfect, that's like a beautiful plant that we can grow. If we do it properly, imperfection can be a beautiful plant that we grow because we learn to forgive ourselves easily and pick ourselves up when we fall down instead of just staying down and moping around and despairing we blew it. We did something imperfect or we figured out, oh, we're an imperfect person. No, we're going to pick ourselves back up. And that is a beautiful plant. That is a plant of growth and of beauty because it is the plant of grace. It's a plant of thriving. And so that is how we heal because we pull these these things up as we learn and we heal by planting new things and uh, tending that soil so that the bad things can't come back. And then lastly, we thrive because we're not living perfect, but we're living real. And real living is thriving. I believe that's what God intended for us. And here on earth, we'll never have it perfectly because as this whole episode is about, perfectionism is a myth. Perfectionism is a mist also, like I was talking about earlier. You can't catch it. You can't hold it in your hands. It slips through your fingers. And if you chase it for the rest of your life, you will spend the rest of your life miserable. So we thrive not because we caught that perfectionism, not because we solved all of our problems and we reached this state of Zen where we're perfect and we don't need any more working on. No, we thrive because we're imperfect people that until the day we die, we're going to be working on ourselves and we're going to be messing up and picking ourselves back up. Even if we live to be a hundred, we will spend a hundred years messing up and picking ourselves back up, but we can thrive because there's freedom found in being real. There is not freedom found in being perfect. If I'm being honest, perfectionism looks like chains. It looks like bondage. And if you're in that and you're stuck in that or you have been stuck in this struggle in the past, you know that when you're in that, you long for deliverance. I can remember the times in my life where I was most chained to perfectionism and it was miserable. I did not have much confidence. Guys, there's no way I could record this episode on perfectionism. Like I said earlier, there's no way I would have the honesty to even admit that I had struggles because if you're trying to be perfect, you don't have struggles. Um, And so there's no way I could have admitted that I had struggles, but also there is no way in heck that I would have had the confidence to even make my own podcast. I was so scared of what people thought. And if just one person disapproved, which I'm sure there are tons of people who disapprove about this podcast and people are going to disapprove about tons of things that we do, even when we're not doing wrong, just people are finicky and people are just weird. And there are always going to be people who disapprove no matter what you're doing. 
And so anyways, sorry, I kind of went on a tangent there, but basically what I was saying was when I lived in perfectionism, I did not have the confidence to do anything. I didn't have the confidence to be creative like this and share things with the world. And I also just didn't have the right amount of confidence in conversations with people because I was holding back so much. I used to hold back so much because of my struggle with perfectionism. And that was because I didn't want to mess up in a conversation with anyone. And I didn't want to mess up in anything that I did. So I didn't take many risks. And actually my next episode is on risk. And so I'm super excited about that because oh, it's going to be so good, man. I'm so excited. I'm already getting worked up about it. I have the notes for it and I really can't wait to talk to you guys about risk and how that's a really big way to step out of the struggle of perfectionism because we're reaching for something that we don't know is going to happen or not, but we're stepping forward and we're, we could lose something, but we're going to go for it anyways, because what we could gain is worth what we could lose. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited, but I'm not going to talk about that episode now because we're talking about perfectionism. Um, anyways, so if you're in perfectionism, you long for deliverance. You feel so tongue-tied and chained up. You feel like you can't be yourself. You can often get really paranoid um, because you're worried about what every single person thinks of you, not just what some people think. Because I think it's healthy to um, be self-aware and to um, get the honest feedback of your closest friends and family, like your close inner circle should be able to give you constructive criticism and you should really care about their opinions. But paranoia comes when we're caring what every single person thinks about us. And that is so dangerous. And that is going to make us miserable and panicked. I mean, panic attacks galore. Like, oh my gosh, if that's what we're basing our confidence on, or if that's what we're looking to, and we're judging um, our worth by what everyone thinks of us, we're going to be so messed up. We're going to be so messed up. And this also can lead to OCD. If we're trying to be perfect, um, we can have really bad OCD. And I'll be honest, like I had this during very stressful times in my life. And when I was striving after perfectionism, I had terrible OCD. And maybe I'll do a full episode on OCD because it's a real thing. And it's it's different levels of um, bad for different people. Um, there are different extremes of it. And sometimes mine was really extreme and sometimes it was small. But once I addressed all of these underlying issues that were feeding my perfectionism spirit, my OCD went away completely. Like it went away 100%. And I'm telling you guys, I don't have any of it anymore. Um, so that really is something that you can heal from. And that that is exactly like what I was saying earlier about taking up the bad plants, so to speak, in our lives, uprooting them, and then planting new ones who are, that are good, um, healthy patterns. Because as I've been able to do those things, uproot the bad and plant the good, and I've stopped struggling with perfectionism and not expecting any perfectionism of myself, my OCD went completely away. So that's not something I tell a lot of people that I've struggled with that, but um maybe one of you who's listening has that struggle or has had that struggle in the past, or maybe you know someone who has. And so that's the reason I brought that up um, just now, because I wanted to let you know that it is a symptom of perfectionism. It's a side effect of trying to be perfect. And uh, it is possible to heal from that, completely heal, 100%. Um, so let that encourage you. And um, let me give you real quick the dictionary definition of perfectionism, because we're talking about all these ways that perfectionism shows itself in your life, different ways it can manifest through these 
these symptoms, so to speak. Um, and these things can indicate that you're striving after perfectionism. But the dictionary defines perfectionism as the condition, state, or quality of being free or as free as possible from all flaws or defects. And I find that really interesting because it uses the word free in there. But when you're trying to be free of all flaws and defects, which is literally impossible for us here on earth, you're not going to feel free at all. Like you're going to feel so chained up and so uncomfortable and the furthest thing from free. Well, that's part one of perfectionism. Stay tuned for part two, where I'll talk about how I found freedom from perfectionism and some practical steps that you can take to find the same freedom in your own life. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye.